When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome back to Trap Vice. My name is Walter, and on today's episode, we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, we're Ron. But before we talk about that, you can follow the podcast at Trap Vice on Twitter and at Trap Vice underscore football on Instagram, and you should definitely do it because I'm telling you to. Also, like, follow, subscribe. And also, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of laugh punch. You can delicious drink, drink in the summer. And that's on all platforms, Xbox Live, everything. I'm I'm Brojo Death Punch everywhere. And now let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings, their draft class, some of the moves that they may or may not have made in the offseason. And, yeah, so let's go right off the top, right? They go ahead. Uh, they had a 14th pick in the NFL draft, right? Well, they don't take a pick there. No, they trade down. They get two third-rounders. They do swap back in late fourth, but who cares? That's a late fourth. You know what they had? They got two third-rounders. Why? Because they went from 14 to 23, and they took Christian Darisaw at 23. So they basically got a guy who was good enough to take out at 14, right? Left tackle. Now he's going to be their left tackle. Big, athletic left tackle. Moves well in zone blocking schemes. It's what they kind of wanted, right? Has good power. They, you know, he's not. They don't need athleticism, but they, he has the athleticism. He's not. He doesn't just have the size, but he's got size. Uh, he does a good job in pass protection, right? The biggest complaint anybody ever said about him was, ah, sometimes he doesn't finish off all his plays. He doesn't eat all the stuff that's on his plate before he goes for dessert. Well, guess what? He's gonna be doing it in this offense, right? He's going to come in, compete for left tackle. Now, I don't know who else they have on the, the roster who's going to beat him at left tackle. They got rid of Riley Reef. He's now hanging out with the Bengals. So, and we'll go over the depth chart. But still, they liked his size, his athleticism, his ability and protection. Um, and, and they were hoping. They, it was, they were hoping. They got they traded down to 23. That's always a big, yo. Everybody's butt clenches. They go, oh, is the guy that we want going to be there at 23? Well, they trade down. Guess what? They did a lot of homework on him. Uh, it was tight in that draft room. They, you know, there was a point where they were maybe talking about, like, okay, like, you know, maybe we'll trade down, maybe we'll trade up. And then they were like, you know what? Don't answer no forms no more. Darisaw's on the board. We're taking him. So uh, they did a lot of homework. Uh, once it got to 21, they knew they had three guys on the board they liked. So they felt good when he got there. He'll come in and compete. They'll keep O'Neal at right tackle. Uh, some other guys went off the board they liked as well right before they picked. I'm thinking one of those guys was Mr. Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, edge rusher. I think he kind of would be an interesting uh, fit for their team. Maybe they were looking at uh, Jalen Phillips, right? We'll see. We'll never know because uh, they didn't get those guys. They they got Darisaw. They were off the board by the time they picked. All right. Uh, hard worker, athletic, good getting out in space. He's not just a run blocker. He has great ability to pass protect. That is what they wanted here, right? And they are building up the offensive line. That's what they're doing. They are building up around Kirk Cousins. They have this offensive line. They have this zone blocking scheme. Well, guess what? We're, we saw what the Browns did last year. They, they, were, they were doing this scheme, and they were doing it better than us. Why were they doing it better than us? Well, let's beat everybody with it, right? They had a shitty defense. We can have a shitty defense, too. So why don't we do what our buddies over... In uh, in Cleveland did our our boy Stefanski went over there with Joe Woods, you know what Zimmer's better than Joe Woods right? We got better play, we can do better than that. So let's get let's build up our offensive line right. And they go right first pick, Darisaw. Now they didn't have a second round pick. Why did they have a second round pick? Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars had that from the Yannick and Gakway trade that did not work out very well for them. Now what did happen was 
the Vikings did get a third rounder for trading away Yannick Ngakwe to the Baltimore Ravens about midseason. So that's kind of a weird way. I guess a good way to make sure you didn't lose out entirely on your investment. So good on them. Um, because of the Jets trade, they had picked 66 in the NFL draft. Again, I like that trade for the Vikings. And they took Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M, a guy who I felt was of the day two tackles. I thought uh, tackles quarterbacks right he's gonna play tackle now wow the position change to go from quarterback to tackle no he's gonna be playing quarterback i almost said tackle again uh yeah so you know they're following their board you know as the the picks were coming in they're looking at the board they had a lot of players in the board that maybe they'll trade up in the day two you know up in round two and they're like you know what actually the way the sport's falling we gotta we don't have to trade up. We can just stay where we're at. So let's just do it. And then Kellen Mond falls to them, top player on the board, uh, top, uh, you know, of the the day two QBs for them. Wanted to add competition and depth behind Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, they watched his strides from freshman year to sophomore year. A lot of the steps forward. They liked him in the interview process. He had good week of practice at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Coach Ayanako worked him up. Uh, you know, they felt like he was on the right trajectory. Uh, a lot of upside to develop. They liked his accuracy and his throwing, his mobility for boot action. Um, and they feel like his mobility could add a lot to the system. And listen, I like him a lot. I, you know, I didn't, I'm curious as to how he fits in this system, right? This, uh, this very Kubiakian system, right? There, it's going to be a Kubiak system because uh, they kept Kubiak's son there, right? He's going to be the, the new, uh, the OC. So uh, I, I'm, Intrigued to see how Mond fits there because Mond didn't do a lot of those things, but that could actually free Mond up quite a bit. Like they were saying, like the athleticism. Oh, we could utilize this guy in the boot action, get him a little bit around. Um, he has the mobility, the ability to throw on the run. Uh, I think you could add a lot more zone read to the offense and even a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, the RPOs. So I think there's a lot more you can add to the the offense with Kellen Mond as opposed to Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's replacing Kirk Cousins anytime soon. I think at worst it gives them an option to fall back on in two years when Kirk Cousins' contract comes up, and if they like him in you know, in camp over the next two years, maybe they go, you know what, Kirk, forty million is a lot for you, buddy. Like we just haven't gotten where we need to go. We'll keep Mond. We'll see what we can get as far as you know, in, you know, in the draft or something else or free agent that might be cheaper. And we'll have them compete with Kellen Mond later on. So, overall, there there's not a competition here, right? They said Kirk Cousins, our QB, he's our starting QB right now. Two years down the line, things might change. So, uh, trying to get as many good players in the room. And remember, like we've seen teams fall back on their their. Uh, their backup, and it needed to be a, a thing to work for them, right? We saw the Saints stay in the race because of, you know, yes, you know, they stayed in the, the playoff hunt because of Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, but also because, you know, Sean Payton's a genius with those guys. But that, that was part of it, is you need those kind of guys. You need guys who you are willing to have a quarterback who can win you a few games that you could build around, that you could develop an offense around. So I like that idea. I like the idea of having a very high-end backup. Again, 66, you know, we saw Jalen Hurts go in the second round last year, so it's not too crazy. Uh, you know, if Kirk Cousins struggles, you know, you know, a couple of young players on this offensive line, maybe they go, you know what? I don't think it's this year. I think it's next year or two years from now. They're not going to do it now. Uh, they took Chaz Surratt, uh, athletic, rangy, Linebacker, more of a you know, uh, more of the modern day linebacker, former quarterback, got pterodactyl arms. I don't pterodactyl arms; those are those are long. I, I uh, tyrannosaurus arms. Yeah, you don't got long arms. Is what I'm saying. 
for a linebacker. Uh, but he has got speed and athleticism, solid speed, solid athleticism for uh, for uh, for uh, linebacker. Uh, they signed Nick Vigil. They wanted depth and competition at the, the position. Uh, they can cross-train uh, Surratt at multiple positions. It kind of reminds them of Eric Wilson a little bit. You know, uh, he, you know, he's got the speed and athleticism, athleticism to add to special teams as well. It's kind of more of a modern day linebacker, again, pass coverage kind of guy. Good understanding of route concepts. Uh, can cover, hit, run very well. Uh, tackling was not his strong suit in college. Maybe it gets a little bit better, but you know, we'll see what happens. He does need to work on some things. Um, but they do like his fit in the system, so I, I kind of get what they're do doing here. But then came one of my favorite picks of this draft for them. And that was Wyatt Davis, Ohio State, 86 overall. This feels like he went like a round later than he probably should have. Had a little bit of a down year, but not this bad of a down year. And now you have uh, Darisaw and Davis. This is nuts. This is what I when I talk about the Jets picks and what they gave up. You know, this is a guy who's going to come in, compete for guard, and I think might win one of those guard spots. Uh, they wanted to add size up front. Both the offensive linemen are fitting athletic mold that they're looking for. They wanted to get size around Bradbury. Remember, Bradbury's one of the smaller offensive linemen on their, on their O-line. He's about 6'1". There's always kind of a question mark with him coming out. They took him in the first round. You know, he's like 6'1". He's had some problems pass blocking over the years, uh, but he's very good on outside zone runs and blocking like that. So I think their plan here is, listen, we have, we have this athletic center. Let's get a bunch of big dudes up there behind by him to kind of help him out, kind of be like, you know, his helpers and protection. Um, you know, they have Dakota Dozer. They have Mason Cole. They traded for him. Mason Cole, another guy's like six one. They you know they keep going for these six one centers. It's not horrible, um, but it'll be determined by OTAs and mini camp. They'll be utilizing some of these guys, rotating them in. Dakota Dozer, they, you know they 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 signed him and Davis, so they'll have competition for guard. I think Wyatt Davis will eventually win it. I don't know if he's going to win it right out in camp, but he will get that spot eventually. I think, um, and I just think he's he's a good player. I, I actually do think like he's kind of getting a little underrated. He should not have fallen this far, and I think some other teams should have taken him sooner. Um, They, they talked about Patrick Graham, and uh, I'm going to talk about the edge rushers first because the, they talked about them kind of in bulk. Pa uh, Patrick Jones they took, uh, pick 90, and Janarius Robinson. Both these guys had ideal athleticism for what they wanted to do, ideal length, uh, wingspan, twitch, and these are the exact guys that uh, Patter uh, Andre Patterson wanted to utilize, kind of the guys he likes in this build, and he stood on the table for him. And when Andre Patterson stands on the table for a defensive lineman, they take him. So, um, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Jarius Robinson I liked a lot. Um, kind of a, you know, a projection coming out of Florida State, but still, you know, you look at, you know, bigger wingspan than Gregory Rousseau with 86 and a quarter inch arms. Um you know, I had a four seven eight three uh four seven eight forty, uh thirty four inch bro uh, ver uh vertical jump, ten and one inch uh broad. Uh didn't have a great three cone. But again, I think this is you know, you're talking about taking the guy in the fourth round now. Uh two hundred and sixty three pounds. It's going to be a solid base DN for him. But they could even try and kick him inside to kind of bull rush at three tech. I, I like what they're looking at here with the some with these edge rushers. Uh, Cameron Burnham, Bynum uh, out of California. They're looking at him potentially to be safety as the instincts to play deep half of the field. So they kind of, you know, a guy who previously played a lot of corner in Cal, uh, when, uh, when he was in California. Now they might be looking at him maybe, you know, as a projection to be a safety. They, they, you know, they like his instincts, what he can kind of possibly do. Uh, 
fourth round running back. They took Kenny in in Ganwa out of Iowa State, six foot one cut runner, uh, possibly opportunity as a returner. Has uh, very good speed, sub four four speed at four three one. So they they were very much intrigued by his ability. Uh, Zach Davidson, a lot of talk about him as a tight end as they they drafted. Uh, you know, Zimmer, not Zimmer, uh, Spielman said, listen, you can't teach size and you can't teach strength and you can't teach catch radius, but you could teach, you could teach, uh, technique and you can build up strength. So 250 pounds, he ran a four, six on their watches. I don't know what those watches run at. Um, time just seemed like a, uh, a, a, not always at a constant, if you will, uh, for everybody's watch, but still. Uh, you know, they liked what he had. They kind of re- compared him to Conklin again, a guy who didn't maybe he didn't have the, you know, the the blocking prowess coming out. It was become a big blocker for them, so they they feel comfortable in their ability to coach that up. Uh, Jalen Twyman, six round pick, one ninety nine, modern fit for them for a three tech. They were talking about. They don't really have like the true three tech D tackle, uh, as far as like when you're talking about you know, a Quinn and Williams, but they could kick this guy in a little bit and utilize him like that. So again, he threw up 40 reps, uh, good technique when he was at pit explosiveness. They liked it. You know, the, what he can bring as an inside pass rusher. Uh, he had a productive season, then he opted out. So, uh, you know, they felt fine about cornerback. They didn't address it. Uh, you know, they, they had Boyd that hand. They didn't mention, uh, Oh, who's the guy who they just, you know, I got it right here. Uh, they did not mention Mike Hughes by name for some weird reason. And then, guess what? He gets traded to the Chiefs for, like, a, sw- a pick swap. They get a sixth-round pick, and they trade a seventh-round pick in Mike Hughes. So, clearly, they did not want Mike Hughes anymore. Um, they did resign. They did sign Patrick Peterson in free agency. They have Cam Dantzler. Gladney had some off-the-field issues, so we don't know if he'll be back. They did sign back Mackenzie Alexander. He'll probably be more of a slot corner for them. You know, he went over to the Bengals, and now he's back with them. Um, Chris Boyd, though, they said that they kind of like. They want to see what they can get out of him. They signed Xavier Woods, formerly of the Cowboys. He came on a cheap safety deal. Uh, they lost Harris. He went over to the Eagles. Uh, so uh, they feel fine about their corner room, or at least they did. I don't know if they still do. I don't know if this. I don't remember if the Gladney thing had happened yet. Um. They, but they mentioned like they know how to target guys who their coaches can coach up very well. They did think about trading up in the second, but saw the board moving in the right direction. Didn't want to trade out of the third, so that was the other thing we talked about trade ups and trade downs. They're very happy doing both, right? And they were, but they did look at the day three drafts and they said eh, the, the board day three is not as deep. Uh, you know, they they kind of looked at it as like yeah, about fourth or fifth round. That was kind of be where it was going to stop, kind of being good. So they didn't really want to lose opportunity as that guys that they really liked. So, you know, sixth-round picks weren't going to do it for them. Fifth-round picks weren't going to do it for them. There was going to be a lot, you know. It was weird because we heard this a little bit differently with the Bills, right? The Bills made a big deal about, you know, having those maybe later day three guys who were maybe more closer to priority free agent status for them. But it gave them an opportunity to go ahead and just pick somebody up and be able to like hey you know what we're not going to be a high roster option for some of these guys as udfas let's go ahead and take them on day three the vikings were kind of different about that right they they spent you know most of day three doing their recruiting because they were basically out uh relatively early so um overall again like they uh 
you know, they made a big deal about the rookies this year having a leg up over the guys from last year. Uh, you know, they'll have a rookie minicamp. And it was kind of interesting that they made a big deal about that because they actually had a good rookie class. So when you think about their rookie class, they got the good performance out of those guys at Dantzler. And uh, they didn't get well, God, and he's now kind of a question mark for different reasons. But, you know, Justin Jefferson was an amazing pickup for them. So you're talking about guys who did really well for them last year. And now you're kind of looking at it going like, well, they had a couple of, uh, you know, mishaps with some dudes, kind of trade one guy away who was a former first-round pick for them. Uh, listen, overall, I like this draft class. If you just took what they did on day two and one, like, it was good. And then, again, like, the, the edge rushers that they took, kind of, like, I'm intrigued by. I like I like Janarius Robinson as a potential, like, guy competing for a spot opposite Daniel Hunter. I don't think their edge rush is going to be great this year, but I do think, you know, the defense will be okay. Uh, you know, they, they address D-tackle in free agency. They didn't really address edge rusher. Maybe they look at a guy like Melvin Ingram if they want to throw a little bit of money around, get a guy opposite to Neil Hunter. Um, it, there's still a couple of guys out there. There's not a lot of guys I'm really over-eager about bringing in right now. Uh, I don't know if they're over-eager to bring them in either. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the roster. Uh, you know, Daniel Hunter coming back, you know, we saw a lot, a lot of talk about him potentially, you know, the neck injury, uh, you know, demanding a trade, you know, questions with the neck. And again, like, you know, uh, he's got a relatively palatable contract, but whoever they trade him to is going to have to extend him anyway. Uh, but again, he's been very good for them. And again, they, you know, he kind of signed a contract a little early and now he's kind of getting a little bit of buyer's remorse after getting the money. Uh, you know, they have uh, Michael Pierce who opted out. He's coming back. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency free agency to a contract, so they kind of like him. Um, those guys are going to be good at like kind of being the interior de-tackle uh, duo, slowing down the run, keeping the linebackers clean. I kind of like that maneuver, the two big de-tackles down the middle. You know, stop them up the gut right here. Make them go, you know, make them can't, don't take away the interior. Make them go other directions, right? Be able to keep our linebackers free. Live free, linebackers, and hit hard. Uh, as far as edge goes, right? Outside of Daniel Hunter, you have DJ Wanham, Janarius Robinson we talked about. Jalen Twyman's going to be more of an interior guy. Uh, Patrick Jones, Hercules Manaafa, Jordan Braveford, you know, Janarius Robinson. Um, you know, they still have Armand Watts there. So the, there's going to be a lot of uh, competition for D-line spots here. Uh you know, Nick Vigil was there. Eric Kendricks is there. Anthony Barr might even contribute, I think, a little bit as a pass rusher. They've done that before sometimes when they're not getting enough rush, especially if they're getting a lot of usage out of their other linebackers and safeties and corners. Uh, I, I'm not always, I'm not really super confident in this uh, this defense this year. Again, uh, I wasn't confident in it last year. I'm not confident in it this year. Uh, I didn't feel like they addressed the positions that they needed to address. Again, that could happen in free agency still. We're now at the point where they're not going to count against comp picks. So, uh, you know, Xavier Woods is a cool signing. I liked him. Uh, Harrison Smith I like a lot. You know, I, I think there's a lot of good reasons to like Harrison Smith. Patrick Peterson's a – I wasn't – like, I'm not quite sure how I feel about Patrick Peterson over there. Like, again, like, uh, I don't think that does a lot for you. I uh, thought that was a weird way to spend your money. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, he had a good first year. Kenzie Alexander, again, he's a solid slot corner, you know, replacing Mike Hughes. So we'll see what happens. Uh, offensively, though, I like what they got, right? You got Kirk Cousins, you got Kellen Mond, so you got two very good quarterbacks. Uh, you, you got a good quarterback in Kirk Cousins, you know, is like a top 10, top 15 guy. 
You got Kellen Mond, who's a potential, you know, a high ceiling, you know, a potential high uh, variance guy, but we'll see what happens. Like, I liked his tape in college, right? Uh, I always felt like I could win one game with Kellen Mond, right? If, if I had to win one game and I had to do it with Kellen Mond, I could do it. I don't know if I could win 17 games with Kellen Mond as of right now. Um, Kirk, I feel like I could win. You know, you don't have to win 17, but I feel like I'd win a majority of 17 games with Kirk Cousins. I don't feel like I could do that yet with Kellen Mond. Yet. I can win quite a few, though. Um, Dalvin Cook leading the RB room. Alexander Madison. Uh, Amir Abdullah's back? When did he get here? So, yeah, again, and uh, Kenny is on this, you know, the fourth-round pick, Kenny. I'm just going to call him Kenny, like as if he's my buddy Kenny who I went to high school with. Hey, you know, Kenny, he's now uh, the fourth-round running back uh, you know, uh, on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, he's going to be backing up Alexander Madison and uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, I don't think they're overly induced with what they saw from Alexander Madison when he had to start last year. Abdul is probably more of a return guy, more of a special teams guy. Uh, there was a little bit of talk about the special teams not being as good last year. Uh, again, when you look at this offensive line, though, right? Ezra Cleveland played pretty well last year. Brian O'Neill played pretty well. He's and he's developed really well. Uh, Dakota Dozer is going to be competing, you know, with uh, Wyatt Davis, Mason Cole for the other guard spot. Mason Cole's also going to probably be the backup to Garrett Bradbury. And then you also have Darisaw and Rashad Hill. I think Rashad Hill is going to be not beating Darisaw, but who knows? Uh, and then, again, you look at the wide receivers, right? Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, right? Good combo pairing, right? Thielen's getting a little older, though. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson, okay, solid three. Uh, Chad Beebe, now it just sounds like I'm making up names. Dan Chisena, well, now I'm absolutely making up names. K.J. Osborne, Wap Filer, Blake Broy. Okay, yeah, their depth at, at wide receiver is going to need a little work. Uh, Tajay Sharp was just released recently. Maybe give him a call. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., tight end. Uh, they did get rid of Kyle Rudolph. Now they have Irv Smith Jr. Uh, Tyler Conklin is still there. They did draft Zach Davidson. Uh, you know, they used Tyler Conklin as a basis as to why they think Zach Davidson could be good, right? Uh, Irv Smith, we saw a lot of good out of him the last couple of years. Now they got rid of Kyle Rudolph, so it sounds like he might be the main guy there. Uh, I, again, if you're into fantasy, maybe he's a guy you look at in fantasy going, oh, you know what, tight end, uh, you know, who is now kind of the guy at tight end there. I kind of dig it. Let's go with uh, that guy. Uh, and he did clear a little bit of cap space by getting rid of Rudolph, but I, I get it. Uh, overall, I'm I'm intrigued, right? The the move on from Kubiak to Kubiak two, uh, I don't think it's gonna be any different. So offensively, it's gonna be a lot of the same. Uh, defensively, I'm not overly eager to feel like this defense is gonna bounce back to old Mike Zimmer years. And if that's the case, um, I I feel like the team is gonna start getting like again. I think Janarius Robinson, DJ Wanham, Jalen Brayford. Uh, Patrick Jones and Hercules Amadafa, can they give you something? Can you get a guy outside of Daniel Hunter? Maybe, and if it doesn't work, like I said before, they might be using Anthony Barr as an edge rusher again. Uh, keep in mind, Anthony Barr was not all that healthy last year either. So, you know, your two best edge rushers on your team that you have any kind of proof of are, have not been healthy. Your corners, Cameron Dantzler has been solid, you know, as a, as a first-year dude, third-round pick kind of guy. Harrison Smith's a very good, very good safety. Uh, Patrick Peterson, you're banking on an old guy, you know, learning new tricks. Gladney, you're hoping he comes back from an off-the-field thing that does not sound good. 
they like Chris Boyd, so there was talk about him potentially coming in and being a solid guy, and maybe that's how they feel about him and Hand. And Listen, uh, they do develop guys pretty well there, so maybe they have guys in the fire that they just like. I just don't – I didn't get – like again, like they had a bad year last year. Some guys got to develop a little bit more. Um, the D tackle room is definitely a lot better, right, with Dalvin Tomlinson, Jalen Twyman, Michael Pierce, James Lynch. Those are fine. I feel good with the interior defensive line for right now, especially Dalvin Tomlinson. I think that's a dude who's going to be quite a bit of a space eater at nose. Uh, they're they're going to – I think they will be fine. I don't know what the plan is because, again, if you're running the same old Mike Zimmer defense, again, it feels like they're losing more and more pieces, and they haven't replenished it enough where I feel comfortable. So I don't think it's a top defense this year. Uh, it might not be as bad as last year where they were just getting run on by like crazy and they just couldn't stop anybody. They had a lot of young guys on that defense last year. That offense has got to be the thing that carries this team. And it could be. It absolutely could be. They got a couple of electric players. Keep in mind, Thielen's getting older. Uh, Justin Jefferson's good, but is he going to be able to carry that team? And again, Kirk Cousins is fine. But is just Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, or I guess they do have some good weapons, right? Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. It's a lot of good weapons. I get it. Is it enough? I don't know. Not when you're in a you know division with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. And we will see. Uh, they did draft Imar Smith Marset, so we'll see what comes out of him. Uh, outside of that. If you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like what you do to clowns who jump out of your closet because that is a very rude thing to do. Not like that actually happened. Um, but otherwise, uh, like, follow, subscribe, and tune in 6 o'clock on Thursdays on Face Off with Facemire with Brenda Facemire. I'm on that show quite consistently almost every week. Uh, especially during the football season, because that's what I talk about all the time is football, 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 football. And guess what, folks? Punk Law's back. Punk Law 101. You know, the law show that I do, because I went to law school. So check out that shit. Uh, podcasts have dropped already. There might be some videos coming soon. And take care. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.